Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this is part two of 12 Minutes to Win. The first letter of win, the first episode, is W, the wisdom is within. And you do have the wisdom within. However, sometimes we need to tweak what the stories are that create that wisdom. The I stands for imagine the life of your dreams. Imagine the life of your dreams. As children, we imagine all the time. We can make up stories. We have our little stuffed animals and our dolls, and we make up stories of how they got together, what they're doing, what they're playing with, what they're eating. As a little girl, you might have had a tea party, and you named everybody at the tea party, and you poured pretend tea from that pitcher into the cups. A little boy, you're playing G.I. Joe and Army stuff. This is what we do as kids. I love sharing the story about laying in the grass with my older sister and we're looking at the clouds and I say, look up there. It's an elephant. And she says, I don't see an elephant. And I'm like, yeah, it's right there. She's like, I don't see an elephant. Well, about that time in Oklahoma, when the wind comes sweeping across the plains, the cloud has already shifted and moved, and it doesn't look like an elephant to me either. It's not even an elephant anymore. But for those few seconds, it looked like an elephant to me. So we need to imagine what we want our life to look like. Have you ever heard someone say, I can't even imagine X, Y, or Z? Now, when it's something horrific, then, of course, you're like, I don't want to imagine that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want anything to do with that. But what if it's something really great? What if it's a beautiful house? It's a beautiful house. It's the size you want. It's not just some mansion because it's a mansion. It's the size you want. It's the color you want. The inside is decorated exactly to your taste and style. A lot of people these days are into the gray. And my biggest problem with all the gray is that they put brown wood with it. And somehow in my little pea brain, I can't align the gray with the brown. Now, if you want to do gray with white, I'm in. Gray with black, I'm in. <laughs> there are even shades of like slate blue that can go with the gray. I'm in with that. But there are some people and they want everything about their house to be in the gray zone. Very popular. Very popular. Just not me. I can walk into somebody's house that is decorated with all the grays and even with the brown woodwork. And I can appreciate the beauty of the home. It's not for me, but I can be happy for them. Years ago, my husband and I went to some friend's house and they had just built a brand new house. They had gorgeous furniture in it. 
a lot of it was my taste. Like there were so many things about that house. I could have just hung my clothes in the closet and lived there. And we got home and we hadn't been married very long. And my husband said, so do we have to buy a new house? And I was like, oh no, why? And he said, well, you just went on and on for the 30 minute drive home about how magical and spectacular their house was. I was just afraid that you wanted one too. No, no, I can just be really happy for her, but I don't want that house. I, you know, there were a number of things that wouldn't have suited me, but I can super be happy for her and what she has. But my dream house was different. I have a different thing going on in my mind of what I want it to look like. And let's be straight. Number one, I want this beautiful red Kitchen Age range with gas burners and electric oven with three racks in it. And it'll hold two big old cookie sheets on each one. That's what I want. I don't have it yet. One day I'm going to have it because I keep imagining my beautiful kitchen that I'm going to have one day. Imagine what you want. I've heard people say, I don't want to imagine that because I'm never going to get it. It can never happen for me. What if it did happen for you? What if you did imagine it until it came true? I mentioned in the last episode that sometimes you have to like do something, make headway when you're building your business, building your life. Same thing with imagination. Studies show that when you write down, handwrite is more powerful than typing. So you're handwriting your dreams. You're imagining the life of your dreams. Start small. Start small with what your dream day would be. You wake up. Where are you? Are you living where you want to live? In the city you want to be in? The state? Even the country you want to be in? Are, is that where you are? So where do you want to live? When you wake up in the morning, where do you want to wake up? What do you want to see around you? When my feet hit the floor, I don't care where I am. My feet want to hit carpet. That's just me. My bare feet want to hit carpet. I don't want to hit tile. I don't want to hit wood. I want to hit carpet. So for me, I wake up without an alarm. And when my feet hit the floor, I hit tile. I don't hit tile. I hit carpet. I said that backwards. <laughs> First take, and you know what? I don't redo, so we're just going with it. But my feet hit that carpet, and the carpet is soft, and it's warm on my feet, and it feels really good, and that's a nice sensation for me. So when I start imagining the life of my dreams, I can go back to when I wake up in the morning and my feet hit the floor. The other part of my feet hitting the floor is I bounce out of bed and my knees don't hurt. My hips don't hurt. My joints don't hurt. I feel really great. And when that happens, which is more often than not, 
I'm really happy. I'm really happy. And that's an important piece of it. My imaginary dream envisioned life, I'm very healthy. And I'm very flexible. And I have the physical capacity to do what I want to do. That's important to me. So what's important in the life of your dreams? Where do you live? What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? So for many years, I worked in housing. And early in my career, I was recruited by a company to be an originator of home mortgage loans. And I met with this woman and she was super fun and I really liked her. And she just was very encouraging that she thought I would be great for their company. And I got home and I was talking to my dad, whom I respected greatly. And he was also in housing. At this point, he worked for the federal government. And I was like, dad, this was a really great conversation, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what do you think? And he said, well, I think it sounds really great. And I was like, well, should I take the job? I was kind of in between jobs at that point. And he said, I think you'd be really good at it, but you just need to know in that type of position, it's feast or famine. Interest rates go up and you might have a harder time making a living. Interest rates go down. You're going to be super busy. So just know that that stable paycheck Every week, every other week, once a month, whatever you get paid, that's not typically how that works. And he wasn't discouraging me from doing it by any means. He was just pointing out kind of like how this works. One of my top values is security and financial security. So the more I thought about taking that job or possibly taking that job, the less appealing it became to me because I started imagining all the negative things about that job. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of people who are loan originators and they make a ton of money and they're really good at it. But my dad really wasn't much into sales. He had done that, didn't really enjoy it. He was giving me his perspective. Well, I already knew, I already knew that security was one of my top values. So if security is a top value, do I want a job, a career, where my income is not stable? And for me, that was a hard no. I don't want that. So I ended up in mortgage banking. I worked for several mortgage companies, and then I did end up transitioning to the Department of Housing and Urban Development, followed my dad in his footsteps and worked at HUD. Uh, HUD is part of FHA, the Federal Housing Administration. And ironically enough, my dad's mom also had worked at FHA years before. So like I'm third generation in the housing industry. I had a stable income. That fit the vision I had for my life. And at one point I decided if I can leave early, get paid somewhat of a pension 
and maintain health insurance, I would go ahead and leave. I would leave early. But it wasn't a possibility. I didn't really think about it. Then I had the opportunity to travel the country and train my colleagues on a new way of doing business, a new way of looking at things, training management teams on how to be a better leader, better manager, because in the federal government, my experience anyway was that there wasn't a lot of training around that. I always wanted to be a teacher. I always wanted to be a trainer, but of adults, not kids. <laughs> I went back to get my teaching certificate and I was like very, very close to finalizing that and, and did not. And it was a perfect move for me not to finish that. But now I've had a year of practice and I really liked it. And I thought, I want to do this. And I was given the opportunity to leave and do it. And I did. I just jumped off that diving board and did a cannonball. It was awesome. I had the stability and the security that I wanted for all those years, but now it was a new season. It was a new season and time to step into something different. And I've never looked back because I had created a vision and imagining what my life would be like four, five, six years before. I was on a plane. I'd been on a business trip to Los Angeles. And I was on a plane home. And it was LA to DFW and then DFW to Oklahoma City. And it was a humongous plane. I hadn't been on a plane within the United States that was that big in a long time. And it had the two aisles going down the middle because there were so many seats on this plane. And I ended up <clears throat> in a row with just me and one other woman. And we had an empty seat between us, which was great. We could sprawl out. We got to visit him. And she was really airy-fairy and then all this nuts and berries. And I now know it referred to as woo kind of stuff. And she said, if you could do anything you wanted to do right now, what would it be? And at this point, I was not a trainer. I did training for my company from time to time, but it wasn't my actual job or job description. It wasn't like I was a trainer for HUD. That was just like other duties as assigned. And I said, well, I would leave the government early and I would be a trainer. I love walking in, training stuff, seeing people get all excited about it and walking away. I love, love, love that. And she said, You've now put it in the universe, what you want, and the universe is going to put door after door after door in front of you, which are opportunities to fulfill that desire. And I thought this lady is wuku kachu, like she is off the charts, but I was very nice. I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Well, I knew somewhat about visualization and imagining from my mom and being a cheerleader was a really big deal. And I wanted to be a cheerleader. Okay. Let's be clear. I didn't want the early morning practices. I didn't want to practice in the heat. I didn't want to cheer in the cold. Like I only sort of wanted to be a cheerleader. So when I like said, Oh, I want to be a cheerleader. Oh, and I cried when I didn't make it. I was so upset. The bottom line is I really didn't want it. 
I just wanted part of it. So these doors would open and I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I wouldn't do it. And over the five or six years between when I met her until when I had the opportunity to travel the country and train people, I don't know how many doors were presented to me. Maybe none. I don't know. I've never really spent time looking back at it. But I remember the day my phone rang and I was told I had been asked to be a navigator. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't want to do it. Well, I ended up traveling for a solid year, training people coast to coast on a new way of doing business. And that solidified it. And I knew when I started doing that, that that was tied back to what I said on that plane those years before. I had imagined a life after working for the government. What do you imagine your life to be? What do you want your life to be? Now is the time for you to start mapping that out. Mapping it out, what you want to be, what you want to do, how you want to make an impact in the world. What do you want to leave behind? If you are struggling with getting clarity around this, book a discovery call and let me help you create your roadmap of imagining the life of your dreams. I will help you dig deeper into what it really is you want. I was on a, a call one day and, and the woman used the example of having 10 clients. And she said, if you wanted 10 clients, what would that look like? What would that feel like? What would your week look like? Like, what would that be? And I sat down and we were doing a journaling exercise and I started journaling and I was like, holy moly, if I had 10 clients and they all wanted three appointments a week, uh, that's like 30 hours a week of nothing but hardcore client work. I don't know that I want that. Uh, let me just reject that. That's not what I envisioned and visualized and imagined my life to be like. And then I talked to somebody and we reworked it. And the bottom line is you have to get on my calendar and book your time. So it's not like I would have my days jam-packed in that way, structured like that. I have more power, but I hadn't imagined what it would look like. I had to talk to somebody else to get me off the ledge and back in my lane of what I really wanted to do. I'm here. I would love to help you map out what your imagination, what your visualization, what your dream for your life can be. Let me help you do that. Book a discovery call and we're going to discover what all is in there that you really want to do. I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destined for Success and I look forward to connecting with you soon.